I'm Mario, I'm the developer in this uh, duo, and a random fact for today is that I'm actually trying to do this episode standing up. I want to see if that makes any sense, and as I figured out that I'm sitting down most of the day, and that's probably not ergonomically well, uh, um, this is my way of stretching. So today you're listening to me from my feet standing up, if that made any sense. Well done. Congratulations. That's great. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Tom. I'm the designer in this duo. Uh, my quick random fact for today is that this last week, I finally got my decking done for my backyard. So I can now barbecue and not standing in the mud, which is great. And uh, regarding your standing up stuff, uh, I want to say to whoever is listening, it was considering standing desks. I would always say, go for it. There was, it was a running joke a couple of years ago. How do you know who owns a standing desk? Because they will fucking tell you. And it's, it's so true. First I got that like mm, standing desk extension thing that goes on. You put a monitor and you can manually do it. And then use that for two years, a little over two years, and then upgrade it from that to a proper desk that goes up and down. Just bought the, the electrified Electrified, electric, electric legs that go up and down. I keep my desktop. And uh, another random funny fact is the desktop in my home office is from the first desk I ever bought with a friend when we started our first company. So it is now, I think, 14, no more, 15 years old, something like that. And something like that, I, to 14 years. I think it's 14 years. And when we started our first company, we put a lot of money from the loan that we got into office furniture, because if you have nice furniture in an office, you're going to have good client. That was that was some reasoning behind it. So we had to have a nice office. And, uh, and I said to myself, house of the Neptune. Yes. And, and, and then I said, I'm going to make this desktop work for me. So I've been carrying with me wherever I went. And I, when I moved to London, I moved the fucking desktop with me. And it's still here, it's still kicking. I think now this is the last use ever. So whenever I change the desk, this one is going away. But uh, anyway, so if, legs. If there legs, are any yes. psychotherapists listening to this podcast, please reach out to Tomislav. He evidently has some problems. <laughs> yes, oh, I have a lot of problems, but I, I don't have that much money to, to pay for all the therapy that I need. Uh, but that's a whole different... <laughs> We yeah. pay with exposure, you know. I can pay to exposure to any therapist who want to works for me for exposure. We can say, "Hey, I cured that motherfucker." I would love that. But um, topic for today is the power of mentorship. How mentors shaped our careers and how to find one, which uh, I think is great. I had a couple of conversations with a couple of people. I'm very open about having mentors, going to therapy. Uh, having people to talk to it's nothing to to hide and be ashamed of and uh, i heard from numerous people that some people see it kind of strange that if you want to be a top performer or good at what you do that if you're publicly saying that you have other people who are helping you it kind of that they felt that it devalues it a little bit like how am how am i not ashamed to say that i have mentors like it's a completely normal thing uh to to have a mentor so um I know that you have a couple of people you want to mention. So how about you go first? No, but before, before that, I just want to say yeah. like every top performer is trying to be better at something and every top performer in order to get there is doing it with somebody. Like if you take any sportsman, like if you take Novak Djokovic, Novak Djokovic has a coach, 
Why? Will that coach show him how to play tennis better? No, but that coach can help him because on a single part of the game, which he may not be objectively evaluating and tell him, hey, improve here. This is how I improve. This is what helped, you know. So, you know, uh, you know, Novak Djokovic doesn't have a coach to teach him how to play tennis. Novak Djokovic has a coach to help him work on himself to become that little smidge better, to become even the more the greatest player. What I would even say that I think coaches and mentors help you identify some blind spots that you're not aware of. It's kind of give you like, oh, like there's this little thing, just tweaking some of the things and and giving you even sometimes just a mirror. And I one of my uh mentors and coaches or however we want to call them uh called tracy she's a branding coach uh and i've been doing branding my whole life and i talk a lot about personal branding and how important it is if you especially if you want to be a freelancer how you need to build yourself into your brand and blah 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 whatever uh and when i was working on my workshop last month and sent her the page and tell her this is what i want to do this is what i'm presenting to clients she told me well, this is great, but it sounds like very corporate bullshit. Every other person that does communication workshop and it's not you. And I don't see you anywhere in this page. And if people, if you want people to meet you, you need to put yourself in. Like this is more like very bland, very corporate, very, very like it looks like a template rather than anything else. And then she gave me a couple of advice on how to approach that and how to see myself as a brand. And I felt like she's reading from my blog. <laughs> like this is, this is you're giving me my own advice. And there's a running joke. Please take my advice. I'm clearly not using it. But uh, yes, this is what mentors are and coaches are for. To tell you some of the things that even if you know them, to reflect back at you or to show you what is in your blind spot. Uh, that actually happened to me literally last week. So I've been a member. I've been trying to build a startup since, let's say, I don't know, 2007 or something. I've failed several times, pivoted several times, built cold new things and everything. Now I'm in a startup called PK Thorn, it's all nice. And I was supposed to pitch it at an event. And I've been working as a mentor with um, Startup Factory, teaching other teams how to pitch. And then they would pitch me. Then I would tell them, okay, your pitch is good, but you're missing this. You haven't shown me that. I don't get this from your pitch and so on. So I'm actually quite hands-on. I'm into it. I do it fairly constantly and things like that. And then I had to prepare my own pitch. I did. And then they organized uh, like a pitching mentoring session where we would pitch to a professional pitching coach who would then give us their feedback. So Peter Hopwood by the way, a great uh, pitching coach, if anybody's interested. Uh, Peter Hopwood listened to me and he kind of said, yeah, what you're doing is good, but I'm not seeing this, that, 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 this, that. And he kind of really poked holes in my pitch. And I was like, damn, <laughs> it's difficult when you're on the other side because all of his feedback was uh, spot on. Some of it, we I did decide to incorporate. Some of it is okay. Thanks for that, but... There's a decision why not, but it's interesting how you can never be objective to yourself and how an objective view from a mentor or from another person or just from a training buddy can can open up new perceptions. Yeah, well, agreed. But the, the thing with pitches, pitches very short, 
time where you just don't have enough time to tell everything. And but you don't want to. You don't want to tell everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to tell three key yeah, points and keep audience wanting for more. Of course, but again, it's still depending on. I don't know how long your pitch was. Was it one minute or three minutes or five minutes or what is the? My pitch was supposed to be ninety nine seconds, but it went on longer than they cut me off. So. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but 99 seconds or like whatever it is, it's still very short amount of time, especially if you have a complicated product. Uh, and but yeah, I'm not defending you in any way. I'm just, I just wanna, I'm, <laughs> I'm undefendable. Yeah, I think that you are that you are good at what you do, and and I'm sure that. But we can all improve, right? We can all be better. Yes. Um, especially with an objective uh, view from the side from another person, which is kind of how we got into this. Yes, this is actually uh, a friend of mine who we're going to have as a guest who is a pricing coach and mentor. Uh, one of the things that he shared with me from another mentor was that person, don't know who, who he is, uh, when goes into, he's an executive, like a business coach, comes into a company, he takes payment up front. So in that case, he can be objective and then you cannot fault him if you do not agree with what he said, right? So he's like, you can't say like, I'm not going to pay you because whatever you said is bullshit. It's like, you're going to pay me up front and then I'm going to be objective with you and tell you what I see. I'm going to be honest with you. And I, I love that approach. Whenever I'm contracting for a company, I think my one of the biggest strengths I have is I'm not bothered by office politics. And I can be objective because I'm, I have no personal investment in people in whatsoever, right? I want project to succeed. I want company to succeed. I want to do pro job that I was paid for. And, and I think that's a really great approach. So something that I'm going to definitely take forward and be very open about. Like you have to pay me up front because I want to be honest with you and tell you what's wrong. And, and I know that people can sometimes feel you're getting paid. So you want to tell them good stuff so they keep hiring you and you want to be kind of on a good terms. But like, no, no, no. I, even if you don't want it, you paid me already. So I got what I wanted. So that kind of makes sense. Makes sense. So do you have a mentor at the moment? And if so, what is this person helping you with? So I have a couple. Uh, and I'm going to answer that question before I do. I want to ask you something. Uh, like, how do we define a coach or a mentor? Uh, in terms of, uh, I wrote an article a couple of years back that I call it a mentor for a day because it was about this one guy that I've met through work. He was uh, uh, a father of a colleague and uh, he came on to the place of work as sort of a finance guy, doesn't matter. But we kind of started hanging out. Uh, all together and he invited a couple of us back uh, to his home like for a coffee like very very cool very approachable dude uh, and shared some amazing wisdom in one day right uh, that I'm gonna take with me forever and I'll tell you one of the key lessons that I did that I remember from the guy and I really really liked the guy he was an awesome guy and then like a couple of weeks later he died from cancer and he didn't tell anyone that he has it right apart from his immediate family so everybody was surprised uh, so can I call someone a mentor who basically did one day of mentoring and like imparted a couple of lessons like it's kind of uh, kind of mentorship implies this like relationship type of thing uh and this is more of a like i think a relationship would be there if he didn't die uh but but he did and there were there were a couple of things like 
that I remember from him around like pricing and how you negotiate your value and stuff like that. But one of the things that he said that stuck with me that he said he lives his life not afraid of 2 a.m. knock on a door, right? So whatever he does in his life, he doesn't want to go to sleep being afraid of what if somebody knocks at my door. And if someone does, he knows whoever is here is here to ask for help not to break his fucking knees or something, right? So so I think that's a great advice. Like, live your life so you're not afraid of a 2 a.m. knock on a door. Uh, that yes. Was great. That was great advice. Uh, but going back, to your, going back to your question, like, how do you define a mentor? Does there have to be a relationship? I don't think... I mean, you could have a strict relationship where you and I agree, okay, now I'm going to be your mentor. We're going to meet once a week for an hour and we're going to do it like that. But it doesn't necessarily have to be. I mean, my experience, or let's put it this way, people that I'm going to talk about here today are people that I've worked with. And I've kind of got the attitude that whenever, wherever I'm doing something, whenever I'm doing something, there must be something I can learn from the other person. And I've been lucky to be in some great teams in the companies that I've worked with and on projects that I've worked with. And I've picked up a lot from the just people that I've worked with. There was no official mentor-mentee relationship necessarily, but uh, uh, when you're working with somebody, you see their strong sides, then you say, okay, I like how they are using this superpower of theirs. I'm going to try to pick it up. And if you're honest about it and ask them, okay, I like how you're doing this. Can you tell me a little bit more about your inside way of thinking? You can extract a lot of value. And this is why at any position that in any project that you work, you can always extract value that's going to be useful for you for, you know, uh, the long term. And you can learn stuff and you can improve as a person. So on every project, on every, you just get to grow. True. I think there are like formal mentorship relationships. Like I have a mentor and this person is mentoring me or coaching me, especially if somebody's coaching you on a certain thing and you have an expectation of them and certain accountability to them depending on what they're coaching you right uh but yes you can pick up things from people who are not necessarily it's not a mentor mentee relationship you can still see how some people do some stuff and uh like i picked up some stuff from you as well that like you're not my mentor right but i pick up some some of the stuff that uh oh this this is how mario does it so uh this is how what i'm going to implement then um and i did this a lot of times in my life from a lot of people there are there's i think there's value in having formal mentorship mentee relationship where people when they recognize okay i'm in a point in my life where i don't know how to go further right i don't know what the next step is and like or i know what the next step is but i don't know how to take it what to do and then you can seek out a mentor because what you just described is kind of uh, it's luck and chance. Like, oh, work with someone. You can't choose those people. You kind of find yourself in situations where you are with amazing people and you learn from them. But what if I'm a freelance designer working from home and I want to scale my uh, business to start hiring people? I never hired a person. How do I scale myself from a single person to an agency running three people? It's kind of, I need a coach, I need a mentor, or you need to read books, or you need to watch videos, or whatever it is. And there's, I would even say that uh, I I think I have some mentors that I never met in my life, but they have a lot of 
videos, a lot of material available that you can learn from them. So like seminars and stuff like that. So I can say like, okay, I've been mentored by this person, not personally, but I've t taken on their advice and everything they did and, and incorporated a lot into my life. One of those people being, for example, Jim Ron, is I've watched everything available from Jim Ron, everything. And when I, when I see where do I want to be as a speaker, down the line when I'm gray and old, this is the, for me, like golden standard of how people should speak and behave and, and, and convey knowledge to other people. And can I call him a mentor then? Or is it mentor just a person that I met that I'm paying for to, to help me with their things, right? Um, and, and you asked me, do I have mentors? Like, for example, like this branding person that I mentioned, and I hope that she's watching the video, is I met her through a friend, my friend, who was her mentor, uh, and we connected on LinkedIn, she's in Canada, and she was like, oh, I see you, you're a friend of this guy, uh, I like your profile, I think we should connect, we started talking, she was running a, uh, like an online, it was during COVID, it was like an online conference type of thing, where I spoke at a panel, uh, and, and we kind of stayed in touch, and we don't have monetary formalized relationship where like I pay you hundred bucks and then you mentor me and then you pay me hundred bucks and then I mentor you right but we have these conversations where it's not about shits and giggles and what's up and what's going on and what's new but we have we can talk about that for 15 minutes but then it's like okay where you're at what you're doing at the moment what do you want to achieve and and we do that and then it's like it helps me figure out some of the stuff even when she just holds a mirror it's like oh I thought about this, but haven't thought about it in this way and actually pushes the needle forward. But this is actually how this podcast started. I mean, you and I had like a monthly meeting where we would, you know, catch up. And then after catching up, we would be, okay, so what are you reading? What are you doing? Well, how can I help? Do you know somebody? I have somebody in my network that might help you and things like that. So it kind of uh, uh, the same thing. And was that mentoring? And was that me mentoring you or you mentoring me? Yeah, that's, I, I don't know. I, it would be interesting to see what the what the official what the official definition of mentorship is. We we are not Joe Rogan, so I can say like, hey Jamie, look up mentorship. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it on my own. <laughs> Wikipedia mentorship. Uh, I might cut this. Uh, nah. Jump to this. Uh, uh, we'll see. It's people my, love like, to people don't have you people don't have to suffer through my ADHD. Uh, no, no, you mentorship vocal. is. You really Google vocally. It's so beautiful. It's, it's, you're <laughs> okay. like Googling so nicely. Please do. Uh, mentorship is the patronage, influence, guidance, or direction given by a mentor. Duh. Uh, a mentor is someone who teaches or gives help and advice to a less experienced and often younger person in an organizational setting. A mentor influences the personal and professional growth of a mentee. Okay, we know that. Can I just say that that's like a circular definition? Mentorship yeah. Is something given by a mentor who gives mentorship. Yeah, yeah, that's logical. The mentor is responsible for offering help and feedback to the person under their supervision. According to this definition, it's, it is to use their experience to help a junior employee by supporting them in their work and career, providing comments on their work, and most crucially, offering direction to mentees as they work through problems and circumstances at work. Cool. Okay, so disregarding the textbook definitions because they suck. Uh, yeah. My question for you, apart from being on a random panel where there are random quality people that you end up meeting and having them become your mentors, how do you normally find a mentor? Uh, okay, here's a good one where I am a mentor. Uh, it's a, a platform called ADP List. 
which is basically an online platform where you can be a mentor or you can find mentors and it works for free. I haven't used it now in a couple of months because they started to implement grading systems on mentors for free. So I, like you're giving your time and energy for free to someone and then people grade you and it kind of feels like bullshit. I don't know what the blowback is going to be on that. I know that a lot of mentors are not happy, but it is a place where I met a lot of people who are very uh, good at what they do. And I was like, hey, I'm working on this. Can I have a conversation? And then hopped on a call. You can do one session. You can do multiple. doesn't matter. This is the platform where I've been helping some people through their freelance journey for months. And then I was on, so currently two people. Uh, that I've worked with actively. I both met, so I met one on LinkedIn actually. Uh, she reached out to me because she liked my profile and she was like, we want to work some together and she's a couple of steps ahead of where I want to be. So it's kind of giving me direction, which is great. And then the other person is, uh, we interact a lot on LinkedIn, but we are actually, we met walking the dogs in the park, which is, was kind of uh, a random situation where, oh, I'm doing this. It's like, oh, I actually want to do that. Uh, can you please help me with some of the advice and what I should do? So I was very open about it. Like, this is where I'm at at the moment. This is where I want to be. You are exactly where I want to be in a year's time, for example, or like as soon as possible. Uh, what should I do? And I've kind of, through my career, whenever I would identify someone who does the thing that I want to do and is at a place where I want to be, I would be very open about it. I would say, like, oh, hey, I, I, I like what you do. I'm, I want to be in the same position, not, not necessarily doing the same thing, but like this is the career direction that I want to take. Uh, can I learn more of what is what is it actually to be an art director? Like, what does that mean, right? So, so I had this conversation with one guy who was an art director, and I thought ten years ago that this is like sounds cool, like I'm an art director. And I had this uh, coffee with a guy who was an art director in a large agency, and he explained me what his job is, and I was like, I don't want to ever do that in my life. This sounds horrible. This is my worst nightmare. But it sounds cool, but it, it but it wasn't. Then I figured out, oh, actually, I want to work on more on user experience and working with people and solving problems, which our, our director does not do. Um, and and then I met one of the guys, uh, brilliant designers who, and I, I know I talked about this a lot and I mentioned this numerous times, but I told him, like, I love what you do and this is what I want to do. It's just over 10 years ago now when I discovered that when UX was becoming a thing, right? And I told him, like, I, I think I want to do this. I've been doing design. It feels like I know what it is, but it was the point of my career where I was specializing. I was deciding, okay, I'm not going to do print anymore. I'm not going to do books. I'm not going to do 3D. I'm not going to do animations. So I'm kind of niching down and I've got tired of websites and what can I do? And then kind of mobile apps and user experience was just emerging in the form we know it today. So we had a conversation. He was like, oh yeah, it's very, very simple. Uh, this is the one physical meter of books on the subject that you need to read and then you go and do and gain experience and this is how you become it and this is what i did but uh to answer your question how do i find a mentor i identify a person who does what i want to do and is only a couple of steps ahead of me and i'm very open about where i am and very honest with myself and then approach them and tell them can i get some advice and guidance some people will give you say not every, no one told me no 
But some people will be like, oh, send me an email. They'll reply to an email, send me a message. Some people will be open for a coffee. Some people will be forward enough to allow you to reach the reach out to them regularly, right? Like I have one guy uh, that I talk to on average like once in six months. We kind of do a little catch up, but he's always he's been, always has been a couple of steps ahead of me, and we've been doing like this our entire career, like moving forward in the same same. This I never close the gap. And, and he always tells me what he learned in his past year. And actually, I do it. This is, is this something I want to do? Yes or no? If yes, then ask questions. If no, uh, also helps me because it helps me to learn what I don't want to do. Because yeah. I trust him. I know how he operates. So it also helps. That's actually cool. I'm also looking. There's uh, There are a few international mentorship networks. And I think if you Google like mentorship networks, that there's quite a few of them free. And again, you be selective of who you choose, but basically, uh, uh, like Tom said, you don't want, and this is something that we mentioned in a previous episode, if you are currently starting, you don't want Warren Buffett to be your mentor. He's so far ahead that he forgot what it's like to be you. You need somebody who is like two steps ahead or three steps ahead or five steps ahead, not somebody who is like six million miles away. And I'm currently looking into a local uh, uh, network called Mentoring Byte. There are several great experts there so uh, uh, they've even invited me to be a mentor so i'm probably going to be doing that after the summer and kind of sharing my knowledge to somebody and hopefully picking up somebody picking somebody's brain to improve myself that's 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 great uh one more thing there's an app called mentorship one-to-one app for the phone it also works i use that one uh but i lost my train of thought you mentioned several steps ahead ahead of you many steps ahead Warren Buffett. Oh, so today I actually had a mentorship conversation with my mentee, for the lack of a better word, a guy that I'm helping with in his career. And this is how far removed I am in this specific area where he's doing designs for uh, wrapping a, a van, like promotional like things that go on a, on a car and a van. And he's like, how do I price for this? And I was like, I really don't know because I've been doing that 15, 18 years ago. And back then it was a whole different industry, different era, different time, different company, different agency model. Like, I have no idea how that specific industry evolved in the last however years I have not been doing that. I was like, I, I'm sorry, this is where I cannot help you. Uh, like there are... We, we Of course, we talked about how to determine your pricing. So I, so I, I, I said, like, you, you have the tools to determine your pricing. Just apply the same tools to a new thing that you now do, right? It's the same, it's the same thing. But I was like, well, how, how much, like, is this enough? I was like, I, I have no idea. Like, I don't know. I don't know what were the you able to, is I have. But were you able to maybe connect him with somebody who does? Because that's also a value of a mentor. Like, hey, mentor, can you help me with this? No, but I know who can. I really don't know anybody in that industry anymore. Like the, the, the graphic design thing is something that I abandoned when mobile apps became a thing. So, so it's just kind of, because it kind of diverged. At that point I was doing design of everything, whatever needs to be designed, I designed. But when that, when mobile apps came and that kind of was very interesting for me and I love my phone and, and spending time on my phone. So, okay, this is obviously what I want to do. So I haven't touched graphics since, not counting occasional business card or branding that I do for friends, but 
professionally, I haven't been do- doing that for over a decade now, so I have no idea. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that I'm puzzled with is, and this is again something that I need to be working on. So, uh, how to get out of or even any sort of lesson, you know, uh, uh, somebody will give you advice, but then it takes a lot of discipline, it takes a lot of focus, it takes a lot of energy to do it, and then ask feedback and all of that. So, uh, uh, what are your tips and tricks how to make the most out of the experience from a mentee side? Teach me, oh, smart one, oh, wise one. <laughs> yeah, this is a great question, actually. So, I'll actually reply from a perspective of my mentee, because I think this guy has the best approach ever. So I've worked with a couple of dozen people in the last year. And this guy specifically is the staple of how everybody should do it. I think, at least from a mentor perspective, right? He comes prepared. He knows what he wants to talk about. So he knows like, this is the topic for today. So he he has an agenda on what he wants to be mentored on right so he knows like today i want to talk about this this is my immediate need i am for he's currently solving this problem so he doesn't want to talk about some esoterical vague stuff like this is the problem that i have comes with questions so comes prepared has a pen and paper ready as i'm talking he's writing shit down and expanding on the topic and then once we are done then he flips the script and says okay what else like what did I miss? And so he knows what he. So there's there's a, a chart that I don't know what the name of the chart is or who invented it. It's like a four square four square chart, and it says there are things that you know on intuitive level. Like this is what I know and what I live and breed, and there are the things that you know that you need to think about. Like I know this tool set, but if I want to know this, I have to work on it. It doesn't come naturally to me. It doesn't, it doesn't come from my subconscious mind. Then there are things that you know that you don't know. So you know the things that you don't know. And then the fourth quadrant is there are things that I don't even know that exist. And I don't know that I don't know these things. So he opened up a possibility for me to show him what's in that fourth quadrant. So he's like, okay, what else am I missing that I am not even aware of? And then based on everything that we discussed, if you're a good mentor, not saying that I'm an amazing mentor, but as if you are perceptive, you will flag some like, okay, he's not even aware of this. He doesn't see this. So my advice would be as a mentee, come in. And I try to do this, but I'm a little bit of, I'm a little bit of a lazy asshole. So I don't come in with a pen and paper like I'm going to remember everything. But uh, I do record some of the sessions. So I do record the videos. I never come back to them. But if there's something very important i want to want to go back to it's there it exists on my hard drive i don't delete them so so i have now like gigabytes of of videos uh but i think that would be the best approach would be come prepared so you are not wasting your mentor's time so like oh what do you want to talk about today fuck like i don't know man but if you have a specific need specific problem that needs solving let's do that and then if we have time we can open it up to a couple other things all right and i feel smart now i was like oh my god i had no idea i have this in me you is very wise. Uh, <laughs> very wise, very wise. Yeah, My being is older. And another piece of advice there is after the session. Again, this is something that we discussed when we discussed meetings. This is something where we dis- that is going to be repeated through a lot of the episodes. But basically try to make the things that you learn into actionable tips. So if a mentor tells you, okay, this is an approach that you could use and things like that, 
decide, okay, this might work for me, or I'm going to dismiss this because it's not going to work for me. But if you decide that it does, make it international. Okay, I'm going to implement this in a way that then next week I'm going to then in the following week I'm going to and then I'm going to show this back to Tom so he can tell me you completely missed the objective yeah 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 that's 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 true what I personally I don't like the uh, OKRs especially within uh, business settings I don't like that because it puts a certain pressure on like oh this is what I'm going to achieve and then like life happens priorities change and kind of, I don't love like that, but in terms of this is what I would like to go, like a, like a direction, like a sort of a North Star type of thing, but it doesn't have a firm deadline. By November, I'm going to be whatever, right? It's kind of, it's not as rigid. But one thing that I did, and now that I've thought of it, I think I've, I haven't done it during COVID because there was nothing to update on, but I keep a list of people that I like and respect their opinion like professionally um and some close friends as well but mostly people who are within my professional network that i value their input on and before covid what i would do is i would write an email like a sort of a personal update from me on where i am professionally like what i'm doing what i'm writing what i'm focusing on like stuff like that so it would be like a not 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 too long of an email, but it would have like a couple of chapters. Like this is where I'm currently working on uh, as a freelancer. That my company is doing this. Uh, my I have a new client that's doing that. I just bought a motorcycle. I'm driving around. If you want to meet in person, like drop me a location where you want to sync on my uh, calendar. So I kind of open it like that as well. Uh, a couple of great movies that I've seen in the last couple of months. Uh, books that I'm reading, like kind of update on general, like a snapshot of where I am and what I'm doing. So when we have a next conversation, you can pick something out of that and we can, we don't have to. And surprisingly, what comes out of that is people will be like, oh, you mentioned uh, this. I have a client who's doing this and a guy, do you know someone like that? Or can I recommend you for this? It always, it always gets like the, the little gears in your head moving and and at least from the group of people that i have is it's always positive it's people are always very welcoming to it and it kind of helps uh bring up new things that you haven't thought about so i i would suggest people start doing that but enough people, of, and I, people, I don't want to keep yammering blah, blah, blah. and some people just probably mark it as spam so that's also okay maybe but it's not a newsletter it goes from my personal email right so, so? It's, <laughs> uh anyway uh, I want you said you you wanted to mention a couple of people like give me uh, give me a name but before you do that give me one first thing that comes on the top of your mind that you remember that come from a mentor specifically like Mario this is the wisdom I'm imparting on you and then you apply that in your life can you does something come to mind providing like, both positive and negative by Mr. Alvaro Oliveira he was working with me in TopTal on my day one. I come in on day one. There's a situation. I make a decision and I fuck up. Day one. Day one. Literally. And the way he told me off was so professional, so polite, so nice, and so don't ever do that again or I'll, you know, <laughs> or you'll be fired. That it was a beauty to be on the receiving end of it. 
And afterwards, we worked together for several years. He's an amazing guy. I've learned a lot about him. But the way he was able to lead teams, uh, notice problems, address problems openly, address problems and while keeping everything on a professional level with everybody understanding why something is a problem and why something is being addressed and what are you doing wrong and how you have to fix it and so on. Uh, that's, it was a beauty to watch that and it was a beauty to be on the receiving end of it. And in a way it was, you know, through personal experience, but in a way he was teaching all of us in his team how to do it. And I know that everybody from that team now are, we are all leading our own teams now in different companies and so on. And I know that we've all taken those lessons with us to our new positions. So that's like the best example that I can give you. Sounds amazing. And I know him, so I can attest to that, that he's a really, really great guy. Uh, you, you have a joke ready for the terrible joke of the day? I do have a joke ready for a terrible joke of the day. Give Where do rainbows go when they are misbehaving? To a prism. Okay, that's good. That's Pink Floydy. <laughs> Pink Floydy. Yes, I was about to say that. Couldn't remember. I wanted to say, I almost said Led Zeppelin. So, yeah. Okay, I saved you. You saved me. Yeah. It's, uh, Our four Pink listeners Floyd, Led think much less of you if you've said Led Zeppelin out loud. It's just not my generation, man. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm post Pink that generation. generation. Pink Floyd is generation less, 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 less. Sure. Okay. Maybe. Um, fuck, I had a joke and forgot it. Okay. I remember. It's a terrible one. Okay. What did a frog crossing the street say? Yes. That's <laughs> horrible. It's horrible. I told you it's a horrible, horrible joke. Uh, I heard it from my uh, godson. He's 11. So he thinks it's hilarious. Kids then. Kids today. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Mario, for uh, all of the wisdom that you shared. And uh, this is great. This yes. is great. Uh, uh, like, subscribe, one. share to your mother, uh, um, all of the things that go with it. Uh, uh, and yeah, we'll be blurting out some more wisdom again soon. And that's it. Bye. Enthusiastic goodbye. Woohoo!